Hello and welcome to a brand new series of your favourite brother and sister combination. It's Yusuf Suave. And it's Sophia Hanin. And you're listening to Represent Asian. I think that's the first time that we've ever introduced ourselves for podcasts. Well, yeah, maybe we should get into that a bit more often moving forward. Now that we're pro and it's 2022 and we're levelling up, we're getting things done. We're not just budget bedroom podcasters. I mean, we literally are still. Both in our bedrooms. Budget. We are still literally budget bedroom podcasters, but it's all about manifestation, baby. Let's, let's dream higher. Oh, we're doing this by the book. We're introducing ourselves. We're telling you about the podcast, which, by the way, is exploring South Asian representation in the UK music industry with a different DJ on every single episode where we chat about them, their music, their craft, their heritage. Put in the spotlight on people who have, who have traditionally been sidelined in the UK music industry. Oi, speaking of leveling up for 2022, guess who got a sponsor, y'all? Sponsor, baby! But, 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 that's right. We got the peas coming in. We got them peas coming in. Listen, yeah, hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored, hashtag (laughs) big up una damn self. Um, I just want to say, firstly, thanks so much to our sponsors, Greenleaf Catering. Yeah, so any of you lot getting married or planning on getting married, this year, next year, next few years, probably quite a lot of you, if it's a South Asian audience. Go Any of you chirps in? Any of you got a wedding in the line? Listen, yeah. Go check out Greenleaf and they will sort you out, yeah? Because the food is great. Uh, Anyway, we've got a sponsored. We've got the big bucks. That's a lie. We've got (laughs) some bucks, but big (laughs) shout out to Greenleaf for sponsoring us to absolute rebels without a cause just chatting away with our budget mics yeah shout, shout out to them for for supporting us because you know what i think they maybe saw they saw us on insta they thought they're doing a good job and you know what swayed it for them a hundred percent our night at crofters they saw that and they thought wow we need to get some money behind these guys because they are on one big time they've got you know what greenleaf got their finger on the pulse in my opinion they saw they saw us they saw Wow, 700 followers. That's <laughs> not that, even. <laughs> that's worth big, that's worth a lot of money. So yeah. I'll give you a hundred pounds for every 10 <laughs> I, followers. And we'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah, we put, we bring new meaning to the word micro-influencers because yeah, we've got 700 followers, okay? It's not, you know, micro-influencers, but guess how many people were at Crofter's Rights a few weeks back? Oh, for context, we put on the most banging night in the whole of Bristol in February. If you weren't there, you missed out. It was mad. You missed out. You missed out. So, yeah, to answer my own question, there were 300 people, sold out event. Yeah, so it was, it was banging. And all South Asian lineup. Um, shout out the DJs as well, you know, because a diva smacked it. Rishi smacked it. He also had brown excellence at Lost Horizon last night. So yeah, shout out Rishi. Um, just so good to be, you know, be on a stage with South Asian talent. Because this is what's crazy is that like white people don't think, oh, it's so crazy. I'm I'm playing with only white people t- tonight. I love I love that sense that, of community. They? Oh, just me and a bunch of white people just playing some tunes. Oh, I just feel so good. It feels good to be home back on the stage. It's just me and my people. <laughs> just me and my fellow straight white men. Oh, oh I, love I love it. I love it. I love it. But it's been too long, my let's put around. Mate. And honestly, it was 
vibes. It was so good. And also my favorite, favorite, favorite thing. And I think I really want to reiterate the point of this podcast is that it was a South Asian lineup, but like the music was like so varied and it wasn't like linking it back. Like, oh, it's a South Asian night. So I'm going to go and I'm going to expect to hear loads of South Asian music. They're a little spattering here and there because we love it. But like you could expect such a range. Honestly, Rishi, what was he playing? I mean, the, anything, you know, all sorts of stuff between 120 and 140 BPM. It was great. And then a diva came on, pow, pow, pow. The crowd went wild. And edits, it was like... Edits, edits, edits after edits. I don't know where she gets them, but... Also, Yusuf Suave, the man, the myth, the legend, also smashed it out the park. Oh, wait, Yusuf Suave, that Yusuf Suave, you know? That Yusuf Suave, you know? Wow. What was he doing? Garage and funky and house and drum and bass as well. You know, we... Also, let's talk about the MC. Let's talk about the MC, Sophia. Oh, she was on the stage dancing yeah. all night. She'd occasionally pick up the mic and be like, yo, big up. Everyone loved my little corny speech. <clears throat> oh my God, the crowd went wild. And I am so hashtag grateful for that night. We, I felt a million dollars for like 72 hours afterwards. I honestly, our, <laughs> my dad, our dad took me out for lunch the next day. Irrelevant. He just took me out for lunch. And I was like walking past Crofters and I was honestly like bowing my head away. I was like, oh my God, people are going to spot me. They're going to see. That was the MC. That was the girl on the stage last night. I was like, oh my God, no pictures, please. I was honestly convinced that someone would recognize me. Well, luckily, they didn't. Yeah, luckily, but, there were uh, literally no pictures, so don't worry about it. I was, I was like crossing over Turbo Island, like, oh God, any second now, <laughs> someone's going to look at me and be like, that was, that was the girl on the stage. Sick night, mate. Sick night. Um, yeah, so we just want to say thank you so much to everyone who came out. Thank you, thank you to everyone who messaged us after the night as well, saying, you know, just the, the support was super encouraging and we will be back. So, you know, pencil, can we say it? Pencil May 7th in your diaries, everyone. Yeah, and also like series one was just like spattered with jokes of Yusuf being like, can we give up now? Can we give up now? Can we stop doing this podcast? I'm sick of it. But you know what? We've come back with such a vengeance. After that night, we've got so much energy and we have just so much lined up for 2022. Not only, we should change our Instagram name. Not only are we representation underscore podcast, we're representation underscore podcast underscore night underscore radio show underscore stream all right this is really underscore, underscore, underscore. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure people were listening with bated breath where that was going next <laughs> please yeah tell me more um anyway, everyone yeah, has stopped listening as the podcast is bored greenleaf yeah, pulls their sponsors <laughs> right let's talk about our next guest because yeah we have again leveling up we've got we had an we have an absolutely amazing guest on the show today banger to start off we've just served you up a hot spicy banger in the form of anu and you know what she is an inspiration because she is a wildly successful nts dj and also just like super down to earth got loads of amazing projects going on which you know we'll we'll let her discuss and but yeah it was really great to to talk to her wasn't it yeah i thought i've been following her for a little while and i've listened to a few of her shows and it is weird talking IRL to someone who normally just sit and listen to very passively. So I kind of was having a conversation with her and I was like, I feel like I'm listening to the radio and then I feel like we're on a call in, but um, she's so, she's very cool. She's very cool, calm, collected, interesting. You know, I, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about her as you'll hear so in a minute. 
Okay, right. Episode number seven, season two, episode one. We have a DJ and a radio host. If you ever listen to NTS, if we've got any NTS heads out there, you'll recognize uh, this voice from the show every other Wednesday, lunchtime. And it was also, by the way, nominated the best radio show at the 2021 DJ Mag Awards. And not only do we have DJ and radio host, but illustrator. You might have seen some of these illustrations around. I think I first came across um, our guest work from one of the Daytime's compilations. Um, and she also recently launched a new zine. I'm not busy, but I'm not free. We've got Anu Ambassana. Wow. Hello. I know. Is it, is it fun being introed? Is it fun hearing that back? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never done a podcast before, actually. Yeah, this is my oh, first wow. podcast. Um, so yeah, oh that God. was that was really fun. I don't I didn't expect that. I don't know why I didn't expect that kind of intro. I'm well. To be fair, it, what I said was kind of more fact. I actually wish I zhuzhed it up a bit more with my. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the delivery was zhuzhy enough. I believe. I just want to say as well on on the name of your zine. I'm not busy, but I'm not free. That is like. That is me post pandemic. That's down <laughs> to AT. I'm never doing anything, but I'm not going to come out. I'm not going to come out and meet you. No hey, way. This is my existence. <laughs> exactly. I just want to be watching reality TV in bed by nine o'clock. Thank you very much. Yeah. Actually. He's not busy, but he's not going to come downstairs and hang out with us. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I actually can't take credit for that um, title, though. My friend Flo from NTS uh, actually said that in a conversation and I was like, damn, I have to write this down. Um, and then when I was trying to come up with names for the zine, I was like going through my iPhone notes and found that. And I was like, it has to be that. We've got it. has to be that. Yeah. You've summed up all millennials post-pandemic, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Everyone, everyone can relate to it. I know you from your NTS show which started way back when, 2017. And I'm actually a bit nervous. I kind of feel like I'm doing a call-in right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, the chat room's going to be hating me. You're about to get slated in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's always supportive. It's always supportive, which is great. So you're supported here. Don't worry about it. It's a safe space. My red yeah. cheeks will go down in a minute. And I'll stop <laughs> like opening up another tab to see if anyone's saying anything about me. <laughs> but, um, tell us how that all kicked off because it's been going a little while now how did that happen I started off NTS in 2017 um, just celebrated my five years on NTS actually prior to NTS I, I started off doing radio on radar radio and that was in about 2015 or 16 and then from radar I went to Ballamy and then yeah Ballamy to NTS but I think I was on NTS's radar for a while or like more that I inserted myself onto their radar um like from the age of 16 I was listening to NTS and I was a huge fan um mm. and yeah I remember writing a Tumblr post when I was maybe 17 saying that like I want to show on NTS one day um, and I think I think they liked it or something back when they were also on Tumblr. So I think that I'd been on, they'd known of me for a while. Once I started to feel more confident in radio, because I was basically learning whilst I was on radar. I didn't have my own equipment. I had very little experience. Um, my only experience was as a listener um, when it came to radio. And so, yeah, I was learning at radar. And then once I felt a bit more confident with my skills and also my hosting abilities, that was when I reached out to them and just hit them up for like guest shows. 
um, and after guesting a few times, it then became regular. So I want to just take it back a little bit further because then the kind of NTS radar days, uh, where did you grow up and what kind of impact did that have on you kind of with regards to like listening to electronic music? Was it, does that, and cause you obviously said you were a listener, you were a fan of NTS first. So if we can just backtrack a little bit from there, what is it that kind of made you want to get involved with electronic music? Like how, how, how come it was electronic music and not, you know, something else? Mm, well, so I grew up in Hounslow, um, which if you don't know, is a very heavy populated, like South Asian area. We know it very well. Our grandparents are from there. <laughs> okay, sick, sick. Um, well, and then you'll probably know that, um, I don't know, like growing up there as someone who I've always considered myself a bit of an outsider, I guess, a bit of a weirdo, still am in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, growing up in Hounslow, there wasn't uh, much room or I guess openness towards anyone who was like slightly different, whether that be like in a school environment or just out on the street walking through like Hounslow High Street. You're anyone who kind of like is, I don't know, doesn't have the Hounslow look or dress in that kind of hounzo way, you're going to get stared at. And so, yeah, for me, music has always been something that I've been surrounded by growing up. Like my, both of my parents are in, like very much into music. And my dad especially kind of opened my ears up to everything from like punk to Sade to like jazz to Bollywood Indian classical music like his taste is so varied which I, I'm pretty certain that that's where I get it from too so yeah growing up I was listening to like a variety of sounds and nothing was ever like out of bounds in that respect that kind of like musical appreciation was always encouraged in my household even though you know growing up I was a bit of a loner and yeah I just spent a lot of time alone listening to music and I think also being like a child of the internet it kind of meant that like music discovery was something that has always been like a part of my life yeah and like how you're describing your parents music taste like that's also what I associate with you there's kind of like no limits you'll play whatever on a show and also speaking of your mm -hmm. parents, like, so you grew up in London in Hounslow um, and like have Indian heritage. And I think I read that your both of your parents grew up in Tanzania. So mm -hmm. yeah, all over the shop. And then how would you say like that ties in with the music you play specifically? Like, um, do you have a certain kind of attachment and love for maybe music that comes from Tanzania? or, you know, Bangra based in Hounslow or classical Indian? So yeah, growing up, I would hear like Indian sounds, of course, like in the home and just being out in Hounslow as well. But it wasn't ever something that I really embraced until maybe about four years ago, to be honest. And I think that's because I grew up, I think like a lot of EOC, even black people, um, kind of really disliking the color of my skin and disliking the fact that I was non-white really. And I tried to push back on that as much as I could growing up. And that was also, I think, because of the kind of music that I was surrounding myself with. Like I was really into emo, rock and indie uh, in my teen years. And there wasn't much like representation in those scenes whatsoever. Like I remember kind of looking for those figures within those scenes, like, in some 41 or no doubt that both had like South Asian members of the groups. I, I think from that, 
Indian music, Bollywood music has never really been a part of my upbringing in a deep way that it has been for a lot of people. And there are like a few tracks, you know, that are in Swahili that I would hear growing up that we would sing in the car that like, you know, invoke a lot of memories and like lovely feelings for me. Yeah, I've never actually felt a pressure to play Indian music or music that, you know, reflects my heritage because that hasn't been a part of like my musical upbringing or just like the kind of music that I enjoy. And so I think in the past, yeah, I would say three to four years, I've, you know, really started to embrace who I am, where I'm from, the color of my skin. Like I have no problems about being brown anymore. And I think through that, that has meant that like, I've started to educate myself on the music from India, from the surrounding countries and from Tanzania as well. This is very relatable content. content. And also it's interesting because we would say that we've had a very similar story, but we grew up in Bristol and we have like a lot of relatives in Hanslow, so we know it well, but we grew up in Bristol in a very white area. And then for that same reason, grew up hating the color of our skin. Did I ever, Yusuf, we have a funny story. Um, so this is about our younger brother, Ibi. And this is one of my earliest memories. And I think he was like three or four. And I remember it was a hot summer's day. He's wearing these tiny little shorts and he was like scratching himself really, really hard, like scratching and scratching. So his skin was turning white. And my parents looked at him and go, Ibi, what are you doing? And he just goes, I really want to be white. Oh my God. And he's like scratching himself raw. Yeah. But anyway, so had those feelings growing up. Um, and like Yusuf's been DJing for like 10 years and as well, you never really played any South Asian sounds. But as we've got older, the past couple of years, like it's the reason we started this podcast about wanting to see more people like us on the scene. And also it meant that you've been playing, you know, you've been experimenting with a lot of South Asian music that you never did before. Yeah, I think, for, yeah, for me, there was always been a source of like embarrassment and kind of reluctance to, I kind of saw all of that stuff. Like even it was just down to basic things. Like we used to go see our grandparents a lot. And then for my white friends, they'd all be like, but you, you go and see your family too much. And it'd be like, oh, I know, like, oh, it's so what? annoying. <laughs> it's even just down to like that kind of thing. It's all just like down to like that kind of thing. And then like everything else, it was, yeah. It did just feel like it, a whole kind of otherness and all that I wanted to do was just mm. fit in and listen to 41 and Alien Ant Farm and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, that reluctance. And then going, even going to uni as well, it kind of just, that it followed yeah. me there. I was just a bit like, you know, I just want to be like, cool white person so it just kind of it was all mm -hmm. bubbling away subconsciously and it's only been in the last like yeah two two three years where it's been actually like hang on a minute like let's actually take ownership of what we are and who we are and and kind of run with it with some with some pride but up until you know, very recently it's not been like that at all yeah you said earlier that you are you just had your fifth anniversary show five years on nts uh, which is a that's a huge, huge stint um, mm -hmm. for, for any station to do, to do anything. It's amazing. Have there been any highlights, any lowlights, any like memorable guest moments or something that like, I don't know, let's say you got a DJ on and you were just like, I cannot believe I got them for an interview or for a guest mix. Like what was, what are some kind of memorable moments over the course of, of your five years on with the station? I mean, at the beginning of like when I just started NTS, like they took me to Uganda to play at a festival there, Nyege Nyege Festival. And that was incredible. Like 
I've I've had like quite a good amount of like trips with NTS, which like I've been so grateful for for them to like you know put me on in that respect. Um, they even helped put together my first ever tour and like first ever visit to India, which was amazing. And that was in 2018. Yeah. So those two things were like definitely memorable. And then I also just think like without NTS, I don't know what I would have done throughout the whole of the pandemic, like doing the shows from home as someone who's like very introverted and I may not seem introverted on air, but like, I really um, am like those doing those shows from home. Don't want to sound like dramatic by saying a lifeline, but like, it was really one of the few things that like was connecting me to the outside world as someone who's like really good at staying at home day in, day out. Like, I don't know. I think that was really memorable for me. And also I think it was really like helpful for my radio career in terms of just the way like having that really long stint of uh, doing radio from home just like allowed me to feel so much more comfortable on air in a way that I don't think I would have got if I were to just like still be doing it in the studio so yeah those things have been very memorable and I think like last year there was a really memorable moment so NTS have like their in focus series where they do like episodes where they focus on a specific artist. And I did a show that was all about Sibo Mato, who are a Japanese band uh, based in New York. Um, and they were really like influential in the trip hop scene in the 90s. And I did a show on there. And then from that, started speaking to one of the members of the group. And now we'll be interviewing her when I go to New York next. And like, just to be able to build those connections with like people who I have so much respect for, like pioneers of scenes, is just like amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and so, oh wait, also um, highlight of the show, of your show in general, being nominated for an award back in December, I think it was, uh, Radio Show of the Year. How did that feel? Yeah, it was really unexpected. I think because like, I don't know. I'm so like in my own world all the time that like, I don't think that like a lot of people listen to the show. I'm like, okay, yes, the regulars are in the chat room, the same names I see all the time. Yeah. And like my friends listen in, but like, that's about it. I don't, I don't know. It just really shocked me. I was like, wait, are you guys sure? Like, is this correct? <laughs> um, but of course I, I was super gassed to, you know, have that recognition on, on a wider scale, you know, it, it meant a lot because I really do put like a lot of my heart into those shows. So yeah, it, it, it did make me emotional. That's for sure. <laughs> and uh, you also did a stint at BBC Asia Network as mm-hmm. well. I don't know if I got my timeline wrong. Did that come off the back of doing the guest mix for Manara or was that a totally separate thing? Yeah. So that was, that was separate. It actually, I think came off the back of doing a guest mix for Nabia Iqbal, um, which was maybe in 2018 or something. Um, yeah, so I did a guest mix for her show and then I think I was put forward after that. So yeah, that was, um, 2019 to 2020. I did the Asian network residency. And with your, um, residency on BBC Asian network, was that in terms of the music you play, is that quite similar to the stuff you're playing on NTS or was it, I don't know, maybe more Bollywood or I don't know, more South Asian sounds or was it as varied as your show is on NTS? Yeah, it was as varied as my show is on NTS, to be honest. I think because, you know, I'm so used to doing afternoon radio, 
the BBC Asian Network show was from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. So that was a bit of a switch up for me. But as you know, someone who's a radio host and a club DJ as well, it was a, a nice way to like into, integrate the two practices, which you know I see as like they cross over, but they also are quite separate in ways. So yeah, with those shows, I would kind of start off and like throw in the kind of tracks that you would hear on NTS, and then you know, cross it with stuff that I would play in the club. So yeah, heavier stuff really. But I think throughout that residency, I didn't actually feel pressured personally and from the station to play anything that was out of um, like my repertoire in terms of like playing stuff that was heavily South Asian. Yeah, I just wanted to, because uh, we talked about radio a fair amount, uh, just in terms of the DJ side of things, like what does your year look like in terms of playing out? Yeah, the year's quite busy, actually. I've got a lot planned for this year. Um, I'm kind of trying to like get as much in the calendar as possible because I think, yeah, just like things are so uncertain. But yeah, so I've got some fun gigs planned. I've got, what am I doing next? I'm playing at Pussy Palace, which will be really fun. Um, queer party that happens in London. I think it's monthly. It feels like it happens more than that. Um, I'm actually taking a trip to New York next month as well. Can't really say if I will be playing there or won't, but wink, wink. Yeah, dialed in as well. Oh my God, we'll see you there. Very, very, very excited. Well, did you play at the last one? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, you did, right? Um, yeah, we were both there and had the best time. So much fun, right? Like, see that many brown people in one space was sick. Mm-hmm. So, so Chef's cool. kiss. Oh God, it was beautiful. So great. Um, and then, yeah, I've got like a few other gigs coming up. Like, I don't know, things are, things are getting planned out quite nicely this year. And well, I guess, when did you start illustrating? And also like, is it, is that something that you're consciously aware of that the art and illustrations that you do are influenced by club culture? Where does inspiration come from? Um, so I started drawing from a really, really young age. Like, again, like in my household, growing up in the home, but always been surrounded by art, always been going to exhibitions again very grateful for that because yeah it's something that's like real really like second nature to me i i've only like started i think in the past two years like really thinking about my illustrations and i think that's because i've started doing like more commissions and i'm working to briefs and stuff like that but usually my illustrations are just me like freestyling and like putting pen to paper and seeing what comes out and most of the time they are influenced by people I see in the club or people that I would expect to see in the club like the funny characters that I make up are yeah usually me thinking about them in club environments (laughs) yeah yeah and they're so beautiful like I really do love them like especially all the bodies that you draw like a lot of them being brown as well and just these like curvy Mm. yummy photos that like these pictures that you draw um so do you have any you've dropped your first scene one how was that and two are you working on anything coming up illustration um yeah so the first scene went really really well like better than I could have expected and I think I don't know bearing in mind that I I um put the whole thing together in two weeks including like a launch party as well which is basically how I work. Like everything is so last minute and rushed, but I somehow managed to like turn it all around. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the response to that has been really nice. And also like 
having it in so many spaces that, you know, I've been going to since I've been a kid that I have always dreamed and never expected to have my work mm. in those spaces, like spaces like the ICA, South London Gallery, Gosh Comics, like it's, I don't know, it's pretty overwhelming. I had to pinch myself a few times, I'm not going to lie. God, you've bloody smashed it. <laughs> one, you think that no one listens to your show and two, <laughs> your scene's just doing really well. Yeah, yeah it's official. You're amazing. <laughs> guys <laughs> um but yeah next i'm hopefully gonna get it stocked in a few places in new york uh and further afield um and then yeah next up i i think at the start of the year this is when i usually get like a lot of ideas and it's just a little bit hard for me to like hone in on one so i think in true anu fashion at some point i will get a idea that really sticks with me and then I'll probably turn it around in a month and that will be the Z. (laughs) So yeah, I'm in kind of like the planning stages of of comics that I want to make, which is a really funny stage to be in because it's literally just me writing down like dumb phrases or thoughts and yeah, seeing what works. I will be doing some t-shirts with Everpress, which I'm very excited about because I think after doing the zine it's been really nice to have like physical bits of art you know that I can I can hold and wear and stuff but also to for other people to be able to do the same so yeah I think that's something that I want to be doing a bit more of this year but yeah coming up I guess it's mostly like I've got some really good radio shows planned this year and let's finish it off because we've got four minutes 30 left my favorite part of the day is asking you what your Dearcy Island disc is. I have to really overpronounce the Dearcy because I. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, say, what did you say? <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Dear, you have always makes fun of how I say it, so I really try and get it right, but I didn't. Dear, what, Dear, Dearcy? Dearcy. 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 I say Dearcy. I overthink it. It's because I always say Desi normally that everyone makes oh, fun of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would make fun of you for that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Desi. Wait, am I saying it right? Desi. Yeah, you've got it. Obviously, you've got it perfect. Uh, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Shut I don't up, speak Arne. Hindi. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you, you've got it right and I can't do it. So you've been cast away to a Desi island. That one was good. <laughs> You've been cast away to a dirty <laughs> island. It's just you, a palm tree, maybe a couple other people, not much there. Anyway, you can take one track with you, but the track has to be by South Asian producer, DJ, musician, whatever. What are you going to pick? Okay, so this is a track that gets me in my feels every single time. Like I'm always shedding a tear when this song comes on. Um, and it's a song that I heard growing up nonstop. It's very nostalgic, but also I think with this like South Asian resurgence that's happening right now, it's come back around and I'm hearing it in the club and edits of it. And oh my God. Okay. So it just has to be Nitin Swani with Nadia. Well, I'll be getting up on Spotify right now and listening to it um and i hope everyone listening does um so that's your track for the desi island congratulations how do you feel i feel great i feel great also i feel like that song will either break me or save me on a on a desi island 
it could break me in the sense that like I would just get into my feels way too much and I'd be a shell of a human or it would save me in this fact that I'd be like I've got to get home like let me make a boat out of this wood and let me get off this island so I can see my family <laughs> get off the Desi island yeah. and on that note it's we're about to get cut off so we just want to say thank you so much for uh, for your time it's been really great speaking to you and everyone can go follow you and see what all amazing things that you're doing across art music radio everything the whole shebang yes. yes thank you guys so much it's been lovely to talk to you so that was only there great conversation great person great all-round human being go follow them on instagram and you know see what they're up to in the next weeks to months because it's a lot right Sophia so I think it's probably time to wrap up this show um thank you everyone for listening thank you everyone for supporting remember to put May 7th in your diary for our next club night at Crofters brand new lineup brand new vibes come on down it's going to be a sick night um keep your ears peeled for some very exciting news that we can't speak on just yet but oh boy 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 yeah it is exciting we cannot wait to talk about what we've got in that pipeline. So, yeah, um, I guess we can just end it now. So thanks, everyone, for listening in. Make sure you go to Dialed In Festival on the 9th of April. Go support the Daytimers crew. And finally, thank you so much to our sponsors, Greenleaf. Go check them out. See you next time. See you next time.